now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. I'm also excited to introduce our newest show sponsor today, joining Lori and Denise for the next 12 months, is home inspector Carrie Smith from InspectTech. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or now building inspections, Denise, Laurie, and Carrie are great people to talk with. Just visit the CFAX 1070 website and look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. There you'll find their contact information, or you can always find me online or on social media. Also, if you're looking for an expert realtor to help purchase or sell a property, you can always call me. I'm a 27-year local veteran and a top agent with Remax Camosun, Victoria's most productive real estate brokerage. If you can believe it, today is our 60th show. We've been on the air for over a year now. It's been my pleasure bringing to you great guests on a weekly basis, bringing relevant and informative information on all things about real estate. It's been a great learning experience for me, too. I mean, after 27 years, I learn, I learn a new thing every time I'm, I'm here on air. And it's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing this. Again, as you guys know, real estate is where I earn my bread and butter. I do this on the side for fun, and it's a great learning experience. And I also get to uh, talk about uh, what I love speaking about best, which is real estate, of course. Uh, today is our sponsor show. I like to help you get to know our show sponsors better. Uh, mortgage broker Denise Webster, insurance manager Lori Zorn, and now building inspector Carrie Smith. We'll have all three of them in the studio for you today. Let's start our show with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline. It's 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us online at cfax1070.com and we'll discuss it on air. So let's listen to this week's question. Yes, sir, Mr. Joe, um, I have a question. In this kind of a real estate market where there are a few listings, um, is it better to buy a house first and sell my house or the other way around? I don't want to be caught with two houses and a long um, rich financing situation. Thank you. Great question. So it's always, it's the classic chicken and egg situation here. Uh, people, this is probably one of the biggest questions that is asked of me on a regular basis. Now, uh, let's just step back for half a second and realize that for those who are maybe first-time buyers or entering the marketplace, you don't need to worry about having to sell a property in order, in order to buy. Especially if you're coming from a rental situation, all you need to do is give your 30 days notice or maybe your lease is up, it's time to buy. Very easy when you don't have something to sell. But the biggest concern is having that other property, especially if you're relying on the equity from that property in order to move up to the next house. So um, the quick answer to your question is sell first. Now, there's a number of different ways. Uh, I'm going to explain to you why selling first uh, is the best way to do it. It's actually the safest way to do it. Um, I'm going to leave that for last, though. So let's start with your other options. Uh, an option is to make an offer that is subject to the sale of your home. So in other words, you would only buy the next house if, in fact, 
you sold your own house. Now, that is problematic, especially in our Victoria real estate market, as it has been for the past few years, because you're asking a lot of the seller of the next house. You're basically saying to them, uh, hey, I really want to buy your house, uh, but the condition is only if I sell mine. You see, the problem is the seller has no control over your ability to sell. They don't know how saleable your house is. They don't know how long it will take. Uh, they don't know all of those other things. It's too much risk for that other seller. And frankly, for them, at this point in time, it's just as easy for them to wait another three days, another five days, because just around the corner will be somebody else who wants to buy their house that doesn't have to sell their home, maybe has already sold their home, or has the financial capability to do so. Uh, there's another thing, too. Even if you were able to make an offer subject to the sale of your house and if it was accepted by a seller, the problem is you haven't bought the house because it's not a firm sale until you've sold yours. And the way that these contracts are set up, the seller can still consider other offers in the meantime. So if somebody else comes by and wants to buy their house, they're going to bump you out of the picture or at best give you 24 hours, 48 hours to decide whether you can continue or not. And you won't be able to continue if you haven't had your house sold first. So uh, that is method number one. That's lowest risk. And that is also the least probable way of making the move in the Victoria marketplace. Now, option number two is the high risk option. And that is you go ahead and buy the house first. Now, of course, you might have your eye on a specific house or a specific type of property. And maybe this is the only one that you would ever consider buying. Uh, and if you really need to get that house, you can go and buy it without having your house sold first, but you just need to know that you have to be financially capable. There is a possibility that you might end up owning both houses for some amount of time until you've had a chance to sell the second home. Now, people do go with this option, and they do go this route because, as I said, it's the house that they want. They won't buy any other sort of house. Number two, they are able to do bridge or interim financing. So even if the first house, I, I, think, I don't think people intend to own two houses necessarily, but in the event that their house wasn't sold yet and they had to complete on the new one, they have the ability to float it for a time. That is high risk because it really does require that you are financially capable to do so. And for most people, that just cannot be done. Uh, there's an intermediate step to this, though, too. Sometimes people, um, you know, you may not have the cash in the bank to own that second house, but banks will say, all right, we'll give you a bridge financing, but only if you have an unconditional sale of your current house. So it doesn't mean you have to have it sold. You have to have moved out. You have to at least have a sale in place with a deposit in place and know that that's going to happen because that is uh, a reduced risk situation for the lender. So finally, getting back to what I started this whole conversation with, uh, and that is sell your house first. Now, why do I recommend that? Uh, first of all, when you sell, you know you have cash in hand. You know exactly how much money you have to play with. Uh, and you also have an idea of dates because when you sell your house, you would have also had uh, dates in the future where you're expected to move. Now, uh, in the case of where you want to upgrade to another property or move to a condo or whatever, and if you haven't found that house yet, uh, you're going to want to make sure that you negotiate a really long possession date. So you have your sale, but maybe not have to move out for three months, four months, five months, uh, or whatever, giving you time 
to move to the next property. Uh, I know what you're thinking, though, and most listeners right now are probably saying, well, it's a really risky situation because what happens if I sell my house and I don't have the next house to move to? I'm going to be homeless. It's especially worse when you have kids, you have pets, you've got all these other factors to consider. Uh, that is a big risk. You, In this particular case here, you need to have your plan B set. So in other words, do you have another place to move to in the meantime? Do you have friends, family? Uh, can you go rent a property? Renting's a little trickier right now, too, because the rental market is tight as well, uh, especially, as I said, if you have kids or pets. Uh, hard to find places to rent nowadays that allow pets. But really, that is the safest way uh, for you to move to the next house. And uh, I do acknowledge the fact that for many people, none of these three options are an option. And the reason why I bring this up is because people often ask me, why is inventory in Victoria so low right now? Uh, the prices continue to go up regardless of what the government uh, intervention is trying to do. Uh, prices remain really strong. It's because inventory level is really low. And inventory really is, is low right now because there are people like you that want to make a move, but they're not able to buy another house until they sell first. So therefore, they're not putting the property on the market. And consequently, it means a low inventory level. So uh, it might just mean waiting for a time until the market normalizes, stabilizes a little bit. We start seeing more inventory in the marketplace so that you have more things to choose from. Uh, and then from that point forward, I mean, we may even get to a marketplace where we see those subject to sale of my house offers once again. Uh, but it'll be some time until we do. Thank you for your question. And for everyone else, uh, if you have a question, give us a call, 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. And I'd be happy to answer it for you here on the air. For those of you who are uh, 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 podcast listeners, uh, you can download our show as well on iTunes or Google Play. It's the whole home show with me. Tony Joe. Very excited about our show. Uh, we're meeting all three of our show sponsors, uh, Lori Zorn, Denise Webster, and now Carrie Smith from Inspectech. We're going to take a quick break. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Today is our sponsor show. We are having in the studio here our guest, Denise Webster with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, Lori Zorn Insurance Manager with Island Savings, and our newest sponsor is Carrie Smith from Inspectech. Uh, what I'd really like to do is I'd like to help you, the listener, get to know our sponsors a little more because, of course, you hear of them on a weekly basis. You hear from them occasionally because I have them uh, at the studio here. But uh, we're going to start right now with Denise Webster. Denise, thanks for coming. How many times? You, we've lost track of how many times you've been here. Yes, it's feeling like a second home. <laughs> well, well, it's cool. But, I mean, obviously the CFAX listeners are listening uh, to you because they're calling you and asking for advice. Yeah, it's wonderful. I've had wonderful feedback and uh, been able to help a few buyers out there and, and had some repeat clients as well. It's just been lovely. Well, that's great. Well, see, the CFAX listeners are a loyal bunch, that's for sure. Now, we were talking just before the break uh, about the telephone call uh, who was asking asking about buying or selling first, mm -hmm. and you were chomping at the bit because you wanted to jump in and, and uh, uh, add a few things. Now, you, you know, bridge financing, of course, the other two guys in the studio here, what do you mean? Does that mean living under a bridge? <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's just a bit of a misconception out there. Um, um, our caller had that question of, uh, you know, if I, I do carry two homes, uh, I don't want to bridge finance for too long, she said. Yeah. So I just want to really clarify what bridge financing means because the... Uh, they think that if their home is listed, 
um, they can bridge finance. But the key is that they actually have to have an unconditional accepted offer on the sale of that home. That proves to the lender that the they know how much the sale price was, they can see how much um, equity is available in the home, and they can understand and do the math of what that bridge finance will look like and for how many days. So I just wanted to stress that, that it that's the key. You could have them both listed, uh, have your purchase ready and have your home listed, but in order to bridge finance, that sale has to be unconditional yeah, of your home. Yeah, ab- absolutely, because uh, otherwise the, the buyer would have to have a hugely strong financial position, right? Correct. Like some people can pull it off, but they have tons of equity or they have, you know, other financial um, uh, uh, means, means, right? Um, But for most people, uh, this is a really good point. You have to not only um, have the property listed for sale, but you also have to have unconditional with deposit in place mm-hmm. to make because it's a risk position for the lender. Right? Yeah, because what bridge financing is is saying that your purchase is going to happen before the sale of your home, and the lender will lend you that down payment, that equity you have in the sale for X number of days before your sale completes. Yeah. So they are just bridging that gap but they have to see the contract. Yeah, well, you know, one other thing I wanted to add to, I mean, as I mentioned uh, for our caller there, that it's the biggest question that comes up with us on a regular basis. I know it comes up with you as mm-hmm. well because it's an area of stress where, okay, I want to move, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? And I have to say, like people like you and me, Denise, we deal with this on a daily basis. We know how to handle this. I've got it on my, t- my desk right now. Yeah, yeah, and like all of our clients, like the majority of my clients now, after having been in the business for so long now, they have to sell something in order to buy. So mm-hmm. this is not rocket science like there is a formula to this I guess the key is just bumping into the right people who know how to direct you right yeah and I'll, I'll give you another example of what I'm dealing with right now which is um, uh, she's not going to list her house before she makes this offer to purchase if the purchase is accepted I am setting up two different approvals for her so the one plan scenario plan, plan B, B yes yeah. so plan a is everything falls in place and the house sells before her purchase no bridge financing is needed the down payments available and she needs an X number uh, for her mortgage but plan B is if the house doesn't sell I have to be prepared for the worst case scenario that it didn't sell so what we want to put into a mortgage application is a does the client support both mortgage payments but B it's really setting up that house that didn't sell as a revenue property oh yeah right so we need to see if we can debt service and keep that house and actually sometimes it turns out that the client's quite pleased because they do have other means for the down payment rather than the equity or maybe we do refinance that house and pull some equity for the down payment but ideally if we can keep both houses some clients are really happy with that but again worst case scenario if it doesn't sell would it work as a revenue property in your mortgage application yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and this is why people come to an expert like you, because you get those options. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that concern about, oh, I, don't, I think people are often, con- they're, they're surprised because when they see a mortgage expert, expert like you, they, they tend to find that they're better off than they had expected. Well, thanks. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's just my job. I need to give you options. I need to show uh, everything out, laid out exactly how I want my, my borrowers to know exactly what they're doing so they can see what that worst case scenario looks like and what that best case scenario looks like. We're here with Denise Webster. Denise is one of our show sponsors. She is a regular on our show. She's with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, Tell us about your background. So what what gets you into mortgage brokerage? Uh, Well, gosh, I'll go back a little while. Um, uh, I got into the finance industry, um, stumbled across it in my um, early 20s through a family friend who I started to work for. Mm-hmm. And this was when the um, white label private ATMs became um, 
uh, authorized in Canada. Yes. So we were the ones so surcharging. Not the, banks, no, not the banks, but the, yeah. the ones in the yes. in the bars and in the grocery stores, all those private-owned uh, ATMs that had the surcharge fee. Uh-huh. So uh, I grew up in the company. It was brand new to Canada. And um, I kind of was, uh, did a little bit of everything and grew up in the company and kind of found my way through um, a desire to get into the financing. So doing courses through the company and being taught by the existing controller, uh, I learned my way and was there for 12 years yeah. and ended as the assistant controller before I decided to move on. Wow. And I moved on without a plan. It was just <laughs> kind of my time. Yeah. And... Um, Luck had it that when I was at that company, a lady that I had hired uh, became a mortgage broker while she was there. I remember her studying the course. Yep. And when I sent out my first email that said, I've left uh, the company and now um, here's my new email. It was just kind of my contacts sending out to my email database. And she was one of the first people that contacted me and said, oh, finally, you've gone. You've left the company. You need to be a mortgage broker. So I say, thanks, Jeanette Rock. Uh, uh, she okay. is a dear, dear friend. Yeah. She's the one that dragged me into this business. Yeah. And I've never looked back and uh, uh, still keep in touch with Jeanette. Um, she's a fantastic broker in Victoria as and well. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. Well, well I, and I have to let the listeners know, too, how we met was uh, in a business group that we have. Mm -hmm. And we had a mortgage broker who is a good friend of ours mm -hmm. still, uh, yours and mine. And she ended up uh, uh, leaving the mortgage broker's business. So the mortgage broker seat was available. Uh, and you had to fight for that because there were like six or seven other mortgage brokers that wanted that position. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, um, you came up on top <laughs> and uh, and here we are, it's like it was six or seven years later, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and what a difference. Uh, that, that business group has just been uh, such a... Uh, staple of um, business in Victoria, yep. you know, being able to have all these other professionals in different industries, being able to refer my clients to um, services so, they need. So actually the listeners may not know, and I've brought this up a couple times before, we, we are members of uh, a professional business group. So there's, uh, I think there's about 40 of us now mm -hmm. in our group. We meet every Wednesday. There's one person from every uh, uh, discipline. So I'm the realtor. You're the mortgage broker. Lori's the insurance agent. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's an amazing group. And we always feel uh, very happy and comfortable uh, recommending each other uh, to our clients. Our and, business and our family. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a great group. So uh, so you got into mortgage brokerage and, and uh, you, you're yeah. really good at this, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that just uh, jump-started my business as a broker was being um, a, a born-and-raised Victoria girl. There's uh, very few of us yes. here, although Carrie is a born-and-raised Victorian. Oh, excellent. Yes. I'm very proud of it, and yes. I can actually say that I was uh, I was a Catoba Bay kid, uh, and I still am because yeah. um, the house that my mom and dad built, uh, my dad is still in that same home. Wow. I never moved as a kid, yeah. so my roots are deep, and uh, it was a beautiful sense of a community. 28 Years of Soccer was also a big um, um, community of, of relationships, and it was... Uh, the original email that I sent out to my database of friends, family, and people that I knew in Victoria, I, I think my first email went out to 500 people to say, hey, I'm a mortgage broker now. Call yeah. me. Cool. And that jump-started my business, and it was really great friends and family that started me off, and I had a really successful first year. Yeah, you know, that's a great story because there are so few of us local born and raised Victorians here. Mm -hmm. And it's just another reminder about how beautiful Victoria is because everyone else here has come from another place. But there's a few of us. Yes. You know, that stayed and never left, right? Yeah. Uh, the Den secret's out. It's getting very popular it now. Is. <laughs> it is. Denise, if people need to reach you, uh, let's tell them. 
Oh, always you can call me directly on my cell at 250-889-4743. That's just me. You'll get me. And my email is denise at denisewebster.com. Uh, and I can tell the listeners, when you call that phone number, you will get Denise, because when it comes to um, uh, uh, approachability, uh, you are very approachable. You don't, Any listener here who needs mortgage advice doesn't need to be afraid, because you're not a scary, spooky banker. I'm not. <laughs> no, you're a very friendly mortgage person. And the other thing that we really appreciate about you is if a, um, if a buyer, for instance, calls up and, and it doesn't work, uh, you won't run them down the path of... Tr- uh, you'll just tell them up front, you know, well, maybe yeah, now's not I the really, time. really want them to understand why. I just can't ever just say no and say, bye, see you later. I want you actually to come in, meet with me and understand why it didn't work because I'll set you up for success and it might just be a couple of years down the road, yeah. but we'll figure out why it doesn't work now and figure out how to make it work in the future. And we've seen that happen before. Yeah. They, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, thanks, Denise. You're going to stay here in the studio. We're going to take a quick little break and when we come back, our show sponsor show. Uh, next up will be Lori Zorn from Island Savings Insurance. Back in a now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager with Island Savings, and now Carrie Smith, Inspectech. We're having our sponsor show today. We're having a conversation with the three people that make this weekly show possible. We can deliver it to you, the listener, with a lot of great information relevant to real estate, the marketplace, uh, and all things you want to know about real estate. It is the whole home show, after all. Uh, We had Denise Webster just a moment ago. Uh, Now we have Lori Zorn, who is the insurance manager with Island Savings. Lori, you too are a regular fixture here, so thanks for coming back. Well, thanks for having me, Tony. I have so enjoyed this past year. Yeah, and we have another year coming. We have another year coming, and I'm looking forward to it. Great, great, great. Uh, Lori, uh, insurance is one of those areas that, uh, you know, it's a gray area for most. But we've had this conversation Mm -hmm. recently about the fact that when people are buying a home, they often, they know that they've got to get insurance, but it's the last thing they think about. It is on the back burner. Yeah. And it should be one of the first things that they're looking at. You know, and we've had this conversation before where people just leave it to the last minute. And next thing, their their mortgages are not going through until that insurance is on that house. Yeah, because it's on the closing date. So so when somebody's bought a house mm-hmm. and say, uh, April, you know, April the 1st is the closing date, uh, usually that's, actually April the 1st is a bad example. <laughs> April Fool's. Yeah, but, but anyways, um, so on the closing date, that's when the mortgage gets uh, transferred. Mm-hmm. That's when everything transfers. And then usually that's the day that they go, oh my goodness, we forgot to look into house insurance. We're getting we're getting a phone call, you know, from either the lawyers and notaries going, where is an insurance binder to prove that there's insurance on this house? And if there's no insurance on the house, the funds are not being transferred. So we can get down to kind of a panicky situation if there's things in the home that the insurance companies are worried about. Like if, you know, if we've looked at uh, asbestos or knob and tube wiring and the oil tanks, right? Yes. So we've talked about these issues before, and that's one of the things we should be at the top of their list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I am proud to say, as I've said many times before, when we are serving people who are who are buying homes, one of the because it's pre-written in the contract, it's, it's subject right. to the buyer confirming their ability to get insurance on the property, right? Yeah. So it is it is one of our regular processes where when we write an offer for a buyer, we send you 
mm-hmm. the uh, MLS information. You do? So that you guys can review it and make sure that there's no uh, issues for the client, right? And I find that what we've got in place is so slick, right? And those people are taken care of. Mm-hmm. And whether they come with us or not, we can say, your home is insurable. Yes, you know, we you can go ahead. And it just makes life so much easier. Yeah, see, because for, for us, we don't want that last-minute surprise no, when the not. mortgage happens, right? And um, it, it has been an extra service for our clients because when you and mm-hmm. your team, JP, at the yeah. office, double-checks the uh, ability to get insurance, yeah. uh, you also uh, provide our client with a with a quote. And if they choose mm-hmm. to use you or not, That's uh, right. I know a lot of them do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's It's been amazing working with your team. And... You know, I've I've just so enjoyed it. My team's enjoyed working working with all all the real estate agents that you have with you, yeah. and you know Angie and and Sue and Kyle. like it's just it's it's been great yeah. and it, it makes less stress. Yeah. For the people that are are buying their home. Well, you know we've we've been trying really hard to make sure that our clients know the importance about house insurance. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've come to learn a lot more, especially by having you on the air here, about the importance of um, coverage, mm-hmm. making sure that uh, everything is amply covered. And, yeah. you know, because people just forget about the fact that insurance is, they feel that mm-hmm. if a uh, situation occurs, that insurance is just there to protect them. Yeah. And we've talked about this because insurance is ever changing. Yeah. Right. And Your lives are ever changing. Lives are ever-changing, and that's where you need to come in and sit down and have a review. And we like to say that we want to um, advise the people coming in and make sure that they understand what they're purchasing. And that's so important to us. And not just giving us a check or a credit card, and we just give them a piece of paper and out the door they go. Yeah. They need to be able to understand what they're what they're buying. Yeah, isn't that funny, you know, yeah. because, hey, when you're buying a house, you read, you're reading the small print. You mm-hmm. want to know what you're buying. But when it comes to insurance, it's typically like, where do I sign? How much do I owe you? Yeah, and either they're just trusting that they've got the coverage, but that's not necessarily true, right? Because policies are all different. So yeah. you need to be able to sit down and explain to people exactly what they're purchasing. Excellent. We're here with Lori Zorn. She was the she is the insurance manager with Island Savings uh, in the five branches here in town. Yeah, we've got three three with insurance, and the other two they can link up our clients uh, with a live agent at any time. Yeah, we actually yeah. Angie and I were in your office a little while ago trying you out were? your fancy coffee machine. It was great, huh? Yes. Yeah, people can stop in if you want to come in and see an Island Savings branch. Just stop in. We've got these fancy coffee machines. It's got hot chocolate and everything. It's great. It's All free. It's great. It's great. Um, Laura, how long have you been in the insurance business? Insurance, now? I've been 35 years. Okay, and what brought you to insurance? You know, I actually started out with a company that offered member services. And from there, I thought, oh, I looked across the counter and I thought, they're selling auto insurance. That looks interesting. Yeah. So I just kind of put my foot over into that. And next thing, it was foot over into selling home insurance. And the chief operating officer um, of the company that I was working for moved to the island. And he was from Vancouver, Rod Dewar. And he became president of Island Savings. Oh. And I thought, I really liked how Rod ran the company and and what he did did for the company that I was working for and I thought you know what I'm going to look at island savings and that's that's how I started so I knew what I wanted to do and when I applied to island savings they actually offered me three different jobs I could start up a branch on my own 
I could run an existing branch of insurance or I could be their head trainer. So I thought, you know what, I still want to keep my foot in the door. I really like mentoring teams and working with those frontline people and also being able to keep my, my hands in with the people coming in the door. So I just have a passion for what I do. I love what I do every single day. If people say that insurance is boring and it's black and white, it is definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. It's outside that box thinking every single day. You know, it's it's a little weird because I, 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 I'm going somewhere with this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's just a little weird because I have known other insurance people as well, and uh, yeah. you really do appear to enjoy the industry because it is kind of dry you know it, it's you think it's dry i don't think it's dry uh, well yeah <laughs> but i understand it more now you know yeah. uh, getting to know you a lot better but yeah. uh, you really do you 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 enjoy the industry and and you're it's, i know you're good with your people because i know your people yeah thank you and yeah. you know what i like handling difficult situations sometimes sometimes there's those things that you have to go beyond yeah. there's always an insurance company available to insure a place even no matter how difficult it is you might have to pay a higher premium we might have to do more work but those are the things that really it jazzes me yeah. it jazzes me to come to work every this single Denise day Denise is nodding her head yeah. it's just you know it's all about uh problem solving right mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, life would be terrible if everything was cut and dried and easy, right? Well, exactly. And we were talking about our, our business group and going to that group every day, like on Wednesdays, It ja that jazzes me too because I get to speak about insurance. I get to, again, educate yep. our members about what's important. Yeah, no. and, and not only that, but you also give us all the extra service of actually bringing us our ICBC uh, license plate renewals. Well, what about this morning? One of the girls, she goes, I mentioned ICBC, and she said... Oh, her car was in the parking lot. And it expired. It expired at <laughs> April first. Oh, so I drove her to one to one of our Jubilee, our Fort and Fall Bay branch at Jubilee there, and yeah. renewed insurance and took her back to the parking Talk lot about again. Service. <laughs> Holy cow! So she was Heather was very happy this morning. So she's got her insurance all done, but she's safe, right? So that's yeah. what it's all about. Good for you, Lori. Uh, people need to reach you. How can they do that? They can phone me at two five zero four one three. 2028, that's Island Savings, and uh, you can reach me at any of the branches. Yeah, so the three insurance branches are mm -hmm. Fort and Fall Bay, Fort and Fall Bay Mayfair. Mayfair, and our West Shore branch. And the West Shore branch. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Fort and Fall Bay is fun. That's uh, close to me. That's yep. where uh, our man JP hangs out. He hang he hangs his hat there. That guy. Yeah, JP's been on the air here before. Yes, many times. he has. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's always fun going to Starbucks there and just waving at the guy because yep. that's the problem about having glass walls there. Or come know? in and have a coffee from our fancy machine. Yes. Right? <laughs> exactly. Now that I know it's there. That's now right. That there. Uh, that's great. Well, uh, thanks, Lori, uh, okay. as always, for, for your support. And uh, I know that this show has been great for you as well, too, because you have got a lot of phone calls it from our listeners. It has been awesome. I've had a lot of questions. I've had um, been able to sell some policies to, to the because yeah, people have been calling you looking for yeah. reviews, right? Yep. Yeah. So been able to do that, and that's been wonderful. And we've got some quotes coming up for this year that people want to review their policies. So I'm looking forward to well, it. Well, thanks for your continued support here in the show. We're going to take a, uh, another break. We'll be back in just a moment with Carrie Smith. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. You are listening to The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, here on CFAX 1070. We're having a visit here with our show sponsors, people who have made this show possible over the course of uh, the past year. 
as I mentioned at the very beginning, we've done 60 shows now. This is show number 60, and we have another year ahead of great content for you, the listeners here at CFAX 1070. Of course, we had a conversation with Denise Webster, our mortgage broker. She's with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn. Uh, she's the insurance manager for Island Savings. They've been great supporters uh, throughout day one since day one here at the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Now, we have a brand new sponsor. He is not a stranger to the show. He's been on the air with us a couple of times now. Uh, it is Kerry Smith with Inspect Tech. Kerry, thanks for coming. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for having me, of course. And thanks for the compliment at, during the break. He, he said that uh, I am the, what would you say? Uh, the most handsome man you'll ever see on radio, Yeah, guaranteed. there we go. There's a couple others here on CFAX at the station that might uh, that, that might uh, dethrone me on that one here. Carrie, you, uh, we talked about this with Denise. You th- Right now, there's three people in a room of five that are born and raised Victorians. Mm-hmm. You are one of those three. Yeah, many years ago, probably uh, a few years before the rest of you. But, um, yeah, actually, my parents were born in Victoria as well. I know that. Yeah, grandpa and uh, grandma moved over from England in 1902. And my grandfather was actually a plumber for the municipality of Saanich. That I didn't know. Yeah, worked his whole life there and then built houses on the side. And I actually own uh, one of the houses that my grandpa built. And I have it insured with Laureate Island Savings. Well, look at that. <laughs> what a connection. What a Not connection. Bad. Yeah, and they took such great care of me. I was just telling Laurie actually a little earlier yeah. how impressed I was with the uh, the lady that handled my, my claim there. So much so that I now have two other houses insured with uh, oh, this is, this with is You know, we're going to rename the show the Mutual Admiration Society, <laughs> right? All true, all true. Absolutely yeah. true. You know, you've been an uh, uh, inspector for a long time. How many years now? This is my 25th year. Yeah. And uh, we have actually a special offer from Inspectech for your listeners. Oh, wow. In celebration of 25 years of service to the good people of Victoria, yep. we are offering for the months of April and May free infrared scans yep. for any one of your callers who would like to uh, call in or email even better, inspectech at shaw.ca or our office number 250-920-8324. And we'll come out uh, promptly and do a, an infrared scan of their entire house. And I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, the well, infrared actually, t- technology. T- I know it, but tell the listeners. So why, why would they want an infrared scan of their house? Well, uh, an infrared, it's a little camera that turns temperature into an image that you can see. A conventional camera uh, sees light, yeah. light bouncing off images. Well, um, it, it might not be commonly understood that heat actually radiates off every piece of material in, in, at a different <clears throat> different frequency than uh, than light does, and so this uh, this camera will uh, if something's warm it'll appear as orange, and if it's cool it'll appear as a purple. Yeah, so people have seen color. this on TV before with that whole color yeah. spectrum thing. It's right? the CSI kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, sure. And of course the police agencies use it to spot criminal activity from helicopters. Oh wow! And really really impressive stuff. So the most common thing we find with the infrared is moisture. Yeah. And, of course, if something's damp, it'll be slightly cooler than the temperature of any other materials around it. And so if there's a roof leak, um, if there's a lot of houses now have in-floor radiant heating, hot water piping through the floor, it's all completely buried. You can't see it. And uh, we can scan the floor and see all the pipes in the floor because yeah. they're warm. And then we'll see a little 
kind of a pooling area if there's a leak. So we see this warm glow, an odd shape of wherever the damp is. So instead of tearing up all the flooring, looking for where the water's come from, we can actually nail it within about an inch. Yeah, because I've seen your device in action many times before, and i got to say, because it, it's still an expensive machine. Oh, yeah, but 8600 bucks. Yeah. yeah, in days past, though, this was like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get this kind of technology, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Up until about five or six years ago, it was common to pay 80 100 or more $1,000 to uh, purchase a, a scanner like this. But now, like everything, yeah. uh, technology has improved and the prices have gone down, so now it's a, a really valuable asset. To well, the thanks, inspection for, industry. thanks for the offer. We didn't talk about this uh, in advance. So, uh, again, to our listeners, uh, if they call in. Absolutely. Inspectech at Shaw.ca, or I guess they can reach you, reach us through uh, CFAX. Yeah. And um, and then our, uh, our office number, 250-920-8324. That's great. Uh, Carrie, we were talking about the fact that uh, you were a born and raised Victorian. Uh, I know this story, but tell the listeners, how did you get into building in, uh, inspection? Oh, well, again, it's back to Grandpa. Um, <laughs> the plumber uh, was Sanich. The plumber was Sanich, yeah. yeah. And um, Harry Smith was his name. And so he built houses on the side. And then my dad was born in Victoria in 1917 mm-hmm. and became a builder. And in 1971, I went to work for him in our family construction company. And the, the f- for summer holidays from school, I was 14 years old. First time I ever swung a hammer on a job site, which was... Oh my and you God. still have all your fingers. I still have all my fingers yes. and most of my common sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 47 years ago, 1970, I can't believe it. I've been in the construction industry almost 50 years. Wow. And, uh, and so then um, I ran my own construction company, built some condominiums in town, over 100 houses. And in 1990... It must be weird for you when you uh, go and inspect the house that you built years yeah. ago, right? And condominiums as well. A lot of the condominiums that went up in the 70s and 80s, I actually worked on. Yeah. And uh, about half the ones we inspect, I, I actually worked on as well, which is kind of uh, sentimental, I guess. Yeah. Um, but in uh, 1990, um, I decided that uh, building was a little bit too tough a game for a, a fellow like me and decided, gee, it's a nice transition into the inspection industry. So the, uh, that over the next couple of years, I phased out of building and into becoming a real estate building inspector and really never looked back. The, uh, the real estate community of Victoria was very supportive and welcomed me quickly. And then, of course, the insurance industry. I've worked with Lori in the past and also, the, uh, of course, the legal community. A lot of stakeholders in, uh, in the safety and security of buildings. We do commercial building inspections as well quite a bit in Victoria. And uh, it's just been uh, going really well. And now... After 25 years of, um, of uh, continued growing success, we'd like to uh, make this offer and uh, like to, to your viewers, your uh, listeners. Well, great. We're here with Kerry Smith from Inspectech. Uh, Kerry, you are a very popular uh, inspector here in town. Like everyone in my industry, in the real estate industry, knows, uh, knows Kerry Smith. Uh, you, let's tell the listeners about how your system is different because your, your setup is very different from anybody else. So when somebody hires you to do an inspection, what are they going to expect? Well, they'll contact our office, of course, and do the booking. Yep. And then we show up. Uh, all of our inspection vans are fully equipped, of course, with the equipment we need to do the inspection, the tools and the flashlights and, again, infrared scanners. And uh, it takes about three hours to go through the average single-family dwelling. Yep. And we actually have uh, an office and a secretary in the back of our vans. Yeah, so the, the listeners should kind of visualize this. All your, all your vans look the same. They're white mm-hmm. vans. They're Chevy vans. Uh, uh, panel, whatever you call them, panel. Yeah. There's no windows. It's panel vans uh, with the Inspectech logo on it. Sure, and ladder racks. And ladder racks. Uh, and people don't know. In the back, there's an actual desk and an office with a computer and a printer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. So we have a little walkie-talkie uh, communication device. I've got a microphone and a, and a headset, as does my secretary in the van. So as I'm going through the building, I uh, dictate the details. So it's a 200-amp service. Circuit number 7 has overheating or there's a shingle blown off the roof, and the secretary types it up simultaneously. And you're taking pictures, too. And I'm taking photographs. Yeah. And then uh, when the client arrives to, uh, to debrief and, and go through the inspection of results, we have another computer set up in the house and do basically a PowerPoint of the inspection and go through the details. Because, of course, people aren't going to slide up on the roof with me or, or crawl through the crawl spaces. Yeah. And if they just read off the report or hear described, well, there's a problem here and it kind of looks like that. It's not really a, a very effective way of communicating, and but if they can see the photograph of the foundation crack or the shingle that's blown off, it's a much more effective. Yeah, way and by of the way, it's the it's not just a laptop that you're showing this on. You actually have a mo- you bring oh, a yeah. monitor, yeah. an actual monitor that you plug into your laptop. So mm-hmm. uh, it's very cool, actually. Yeah, it works yeah. well. Yeah. Um, we have a little flat screen because the, most of the laptops, even if the expensive ones, the screen just isn't as good as a proper desktop. Uh, yeah. So, and there's oftentimes, you know, half a dozen families, you know, it's a family affair when someone buys a house. So the parents are there or the cousins or the friend, the, the handyman, that kind of thing. So it makes it, uh, it works really, really well. And we've been doing it that way for almost 20 years now, ever since um, laptops. I got my first laptop, I think, in 1995 or 96. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it was just uh, just a hand in glove. Fits really well for our industry. Yeah. So, and the biggest thing is you do the um, the recap with the buyer, uh, show them all the photos and the things that you looked at. But at the end of your meeting, you actually have the printed inspection for them right there and then. Oh yeah, the bound report is prepared by the secretary in the van, and she brings it in during the so they walk away yeah. with everything they need. Because sometimes they, after they see us, they go directly to the lawyer's office to remove conditions. Yeah. And uh, they need to have those documents uh, in, in uh, ready and ready to go. And, and one of the reasons why I, I think this is very important to bring up is uh, is is very common. I mean, there's a lot of building inspectors in town. Um, a lot of them, you know, they're doing their inspection as they've got the clipboard and they're making notes. Uh, they um, are typically moving to their next inspection after yours, so they don't have time to print it up. It's kind of like, well, you can I'll send it to tomorrow. Mm. Right, whereas you've got it right there and then, it's all it's all good to go. Yeah, well, with it with a CD with photos and everything. Yeah, actually, we're on to flash drives now. Okay, <laughs> I should have known that. All right, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, because and and you know, inevitably, when we do the inspection, there's it doesn't matter how great the house is, there's always something to either know or learn about or understand. Yeah. Um, I always tell our clients. Why not fix it when it's a hundred bucks? Why wait two or three years when it becomes a thousand or, or multiples? Yeah, and then Lori Zorn's nodding her head here because it's if, especially if it's like a plumbing washer or something that is forty-eight cents right now, but could end up being hundreds of thousands of dollars in flooding. Danger. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So um, anyway, it works really, really well, and we've been at it for a long time, and uh, have a, a long, long list of happy customers. Uh, another thing is, it's you know, it's very nice to sit around here and and have this nice conversation about our professions. But um, it's also, you know, serious business. Yeah. When people are spending hundreds of thousands, nobody, you, you don't borrow that kind of money to buy a car or anything. You borrow, when people buy a house, typically they borrow as much money as they possibly can yeah. and spend, you know, most of the money they have in the bank on, so on the, uh, for the down payment. So um, I always, there's a joke around the office that uh, building inspectors and brain surgeons aren't allowed to have a bad day at the office. <laughs> yes. You kind of have to bring your A game every game. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so we take it very seriously and um, have, a, like I say, a very long list of happy clients. And 
Yeah. Well, and you've seen so many changes. You know, the building code changes. The uh, building materials uh, have changed. Um, you know, the, it, it, it is very important to have a building inspector who's got a background in construction work. And you, you know how things are put together, right? Absolutely. Um, fortunately, now with government licensing for the past, um, I think it's seven years now, um, virtually every Victoria building inspector is licensed, certified, and extremely competent. There's, yeah. there, there's a really good group of uh, people in the industry here in Victoria now, yeah. and uh, largely credited to the mandatory regulations that the government brought down about seven years ago. Very important. Kerry, so, people need to reach you. How can they do that? Uh, inspectech at shaw.ca. Our website, of course, is uh, inspectech.org, and then directly through the phone, 250-920-8324. We should, we should spell that, too. So inspectech is I-N-S-P-E-C-T-E-C-H. I know because I'm reading it on your sweater right now. All right. Uh, and your offer, again, uh, for uh, CFAX listeners. For the months of uh, April and May, just call our office or, or email, and we will happily come out and do a completely free of charge, full infrared examination of your property. We'll find if there's been any um, uh, leaks. Uh, heat loss is a big thing. Insulation missing in walls or attics. And also pest activity. Oh, yeah. We find, you know, sometimes there's a funny smell in a room, and it's because there's a... A little uh, decomposing fellow there. <laughs> okay. That, you know what? That is a great offer, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will take you up on that. Thank all of you guys for being continued supporters here at our show. Uh, we've got Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn from Island Savings Insurance, and now Carrie Smith from Inspectec. And thank you to the listeners for listening to us every week. I'll be here for you this time next week.